From points across California, you're listening to the Disneyland edition of the Diz Unplugged. This is the Diz Unplugged Disneyland edition, episode 530, for the week of November 29th, 2015. The Diz Unplugged Disneyland Edition is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, helping you plan the perfect Disneyland vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello everyone and welcome to the show. I'm your host Tom Bell and I'm joined by my good friends Marge and Malata Willie and Michael Bowling. And in this segment, Mary Jo continues her patented Day 6 drives, this one through Long Beach where we... Uh, talked to Mary Jo a few weeks ago about Long Beach, and this is part two. Right. Hey, folks. Hello. Hello. So where did we leave off last time? I can't remember. Last time I was giving a lot of background okay. um, information on Long Beach and talked a little bit about the Queen Mary, mm-hmm. et cetera. And then there was the other segment where I talked about the Aquarium of the Pacific right. and the whale watching adventure. So today I'm going to share some of the other fun things to do when you're visiting this beach city. Um, and the first thing I wanted to talk about, well, so I'm glad that you guys are on with me and if please ask questions or put in your own, um, detail that you so want to know about Long Beach. why do they call it Long Beach? Well, the beach is, I think, like five <laughs> miles long. It's a, it's a really long beach, okay. uninterrupted beach. As opposed to Long Island that isn't, isn't really an island. Yeah, but this really is There's a long a beach. beach. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah, and because of the Palos Verdes Peninsula, it's actually a south-facing beach. But unlike Santa Barbara, you can actually see the sunset. Because Santa Barbara, it's kind of hard to see the sunset the way it's positioned. But here you can see the sunset, and et cetera, from it. But it's a little bit protected um, as opposed to our west-facing beaches, which would be the Santa Monica, Rudano Beach, Hermosa, et cetera. And in Long Beach, it's been, it's really built up. Last time I was talking about, you know, the money that they had put in to improve the city itself and the shoreline. And one of the things that they've had there since 1977 is the Grand Prix. And this is the Toyota Grand Prix that where the cars race down the streets of Long Beach. They kind of closed that area for the, for the weekend. And in 2016, the 42nd race will take place the weekend of April 15th through the 17th. So I don't know if you guys have ever been to a Grand Prix or knew that they have it in Long Beach, but it's a pretty big thing. In fact, when you're driving down there, you can kind of see where they mark out for the, for the raceways. Um, there's a lot of fun things for people who like races, including a family fun zone for the kids. And if you're into racing, this is the event for you. But if you don't like racing, I really recommend that you do not go to Long Beach that weekend. So that's April 15th through the 17th next year. In addition to this uh, seasonal event, there's a lot of shopping in Long Beach. It's unbelievable how many different shops there are down there. We have a shoreline village, which is near the Queen Mary. And it's a really nice place to visit. You can do window shopping. It's a nice place to go and, and get that ocean feel, etc. And grab a bite to eat. And they have... um Kind of like, uh, what do we call them? The, the counter service type restaurants or the counter service eateries. But they also have some really good restaurants over there. My favorite happens to be the Parker's Lighthouse Restaurant, which has, uh, 
good quality food, seafood, as well as other type of food pe- for people who don't like seafood. And in this area at Shoreline Village, you can also get Segway tours, harbor cruises, surreys, um, which actually have kind of a better venue to ride along than the D- downtown Disney has right now. So I would recommend that. Uh, they also have choppers, self-guided bike tours. So you can uh, get bikes and then they give you maps of places you can go. And they also have walking tours and have maps for you to get when you're in the area because there's lots to see over there. In addition to Shoreline Village, you have the Pike area. And in our my last segment, I was telling you how the Pike was one of the um, w- one of the amusement parks here on the on the west coast, and it was um, one of the largest ones and part of Paradise Pier at California Adventure is based off of the Pike as well as the one up in Santa Cruz, etc. And in the late seventies, the Pike finally um, admitted defeat because of the popularity of knots in Disneyland, so it closed down. And for many years after that, they really didn't have too much going on. But in the past 10 years, they've converted it into shopping and dining area, which is really worth a visit. It's a, located adjacent to the Aquarium of the Pacific and the Long Beach Convention Center. So they have this huge parking structure that you can uh, go to, to either go to the Pike, to go to the Aquarium of the Pacific, to go whale watching and other things. And so, of course, you have to pay for it, but it's worth it rather than trying to find a place to park on the street because you're not really going to find that in Long Beach. But at the Pike, they have um, a 14th Theater Cinemark, which is there. They have an antique Spillman carousel and a solar-powered Ferris wheel. They also have a pseudo roller coaster, which spans the street going to the Pike, which marks the spot where the famous Cyclone Wooden roller coaster used to stand. So when you're driving under that, you can kind of picture that that whole area used to have all these attractions, or not even attractions, rides and stuff that they had there. Um, in addition to these restaurants and that theater I just said, there's a lot of outlet stores and there's also a dual piano bar. So for people who've been to Walt Disney World and you go to um, the dueling jelly rolls for the dueling pianos they have there, you can go to a dueling piano show out here. It's a little bit more adult themed than you would see at Walt Disney World. But it's a lot of fun um, to go there. My kids tend to go there a lot more than me. They're in their 20s. So I think it caters a little bit more to that crowd. So if you're really young at heart, I think you'll like it. They also have in downtown Long Beach what they call City Place, which is a modern open-air shopping plaza. Um, they've got 37 shops over there. So in Long Beach, you can see if you're staying there, if you... Um, want to spend a couple of nights there, there's lots of places to go spend your money. In addition to all the shopping, they have a street there. It's called Pine Street. And that has really been built up um, with a lot of restaurants. And I like to go there just to go window shopping. And again, you can, they have sidewalk cafes. They have nice restaurants. There's a Spanish restaurant there called Sevilla that um, I my kids and I go to now and then. And there's a lot of other non-chain restaurants. So you get something with the local flavor there. You can park there, stroll up and down the street, and then pop in it when that happens to strike your fancy. Uh, you can also check them out on the TripAdvisor. Yelp, pick one and make reservations, especially on the weekend, because it does get crowded there. Um, a lot of these restaurants also provide live music. So there's a lot of ambiance that's going on in this area. 
And they also have chain restaurants and like Hooters, etc. But I um, really recommend going to one that's local rather than to a chain restaurant. Um, just because they have the local produce and the quality of food. So Tom asked, you know, why is it called Long Beach? And it's appropriately named because the beach seems to go on forever. Um, and there's very few parking lots there. So if you drive down the street that goes along the shore, that's called Ocean Boulevard. It's appropriate. And you'll find a, a nice parking, um, parking lot near the pike area before you head on down ocean boulevard and when the at the pike area you're at sea level but as you go further east along the shore you're going to end up on a bluff overlooking the ocean so then if you're going to park on the street you're going to be having there's a a park over there you're going to have um stairs uh, intermittent areas where you can go down and go to the beach itself I personally, I don't recommend parking on the street just because of the traffic and everything. I, I do recommend going to the parking lots. Just keep following along. There's also um, the other parking lots on Juniperos Avenue. So um, you'll see that when you go there. The bluff or the park that I just mentioned is called Bluff Park. And if you just want to be there for a little bit and just go to the park itself, the park itself is is really pretty um, grassy area with a lot of benches where you could just overlook the ocean because you are up high. You're going to see those islands that I talked about in my last segment. And there's also well watching that you can see, um, which is kind of fun to watch them from, from that location. Also all of the traffic I had talked before about the commercial um, shipyard that you have there. So you see a lot of that. Also, there's a huge um, a breakwater that goes along Long Beach, so you won't see surfers, So, and there won't be big waves over there. So this is more of a gentle beach, and probably because of that, you don't have the erosion of the sand either, and you have this nice Long Beach to go to. Um, one of the things that I noticed at Long Beach were the kite borders or kite surfing. Have you guys seen that, kite surfing? Do you know what I'm talking about? No, I mean, I've seen windsurfing. Okay, so right, the windsurfing has the sails on the on the board, right? Right. This is figure something like parasailing, you know, those kites that go up like that. So what you do is you send the kite up and you manipulate that with the wind and that's what pulls the board that you're on. Huh. So that because of the breakwater and because of the relatively smoothness of the ocean, that they have a, a beach there and they have lessons right there. I was really surprised to see that. So close to the beach off of um, Claremont, Pla- Claremont Place, that's the name of it. And you'll see it as you're driving down. But the name of the street is Claremont Place. You can park in the little parking lot there or, par- or drive all the way down to where they have the lessons. And they have site- kite surfing lessons right there on the shore. So look up. If you're interested, people who are into uh, adventure, I know that on the boards we get people asking about surf lessons and other lessons. This is something else you can do. Uh, look up Long Beach Kite Surfing to get the contact information. They're open from around 1130 in the morning to 6 p.m., depending on the time of year. And um, you can also just go over there and watch the people over there. So it's kind of cool. I had never seen that before, but... In these photos on on the site you provided us links to, these people are in the air. (laughs) 
I mean, that's amazing. Yeah, it's it's a real big. Um, again, it's not something that I personally would do, but we do have a lot of adventures, and we have a lot of people who come. Let's say you know from Canada or Australia, and they want to get a, a unique experience. Well, I think this is a good unique experience. Yeah, that they could do, and then send us pictures to DL Podcast at wdwinfo.com. Especially if you're in the air. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But I think it's kind of cool, you know, you put your own power, et cetera, to go there. Um, also in the Long Beach area, going back towards the, where the Pike area is that I had talked about, they have the Long Beach Convention Center. It's this huge circular building and it's, you can see it from everywhere. It's very distinctive because it's, um, covered in a Wyland mural. And if you don't know who Wyland is, he has, uh, painted murals all over the world and they're usually of sea animals underwater and coming up above water so it's like you're looking um maybe like at a glass where you can see the the creatures underwater and dolphins or whales usually it's whales coming up and breaking through into the open air and they're beautiful murals so he has a huge one um this one was at the time that he painted it in 1992 it was the largest mural in the world and um, there's another one in Rodano Beach that I had talked about in a previous segment that was in 1991. So whenever I go visit places, like I was in Seattle this year and up in Canada, I saw, I saw some of his murals and I, you know, excitedly told my friends, that's a Wyland mural. And they're like, yeah, okay. So, but, <laughs> but to me, it's pretty cool. And you can see it. So um, that you'll notice that when you go there. And then going oh, back sorry. to... Okay, Siri. <laughs> that's, that's good that you're trying harder. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what Siri was talking about, but anyway. Um, and going back to Bluff Park where, where I talked about, um, that where you could park and walk along, it's a great place to have a little picnic for the views. There's also a museum of art that's right there, as well as a Buddhist monastery that used to be a Roman Catholic convent. So there's a lot of, different buildings with really cool architecture from the early 1900s throughout the years that you can see when you're in this area. They have um, the American Craftsman, which is like the Grand California Adventure, I mean, Grand California Hotel, for those who don't know what the American Craftsman looks like. There's California Bungalow style, Spanish Revival, Prairie style, Green and Green style, American Colonial Revival, Tudor and Mediterranean. So these houses are really eclectic looking and it makes for a real nice, uh, visual as you're walking along the bluff, looking, you know, between the, the beautiful homes and buildings and the ocean on the other side. So it makes for a kind of a nice outing when you go over there. The Museum of Art, um, also has, uh, beautiful garden, their oceanfront gardens. And this was a, an historic Elizabeth Milbank Anderson house and a carriage house that was built in 1912. So the building itself is interesting as well as the local art that they feature in there. And as we go further east or farther east down um, past the Bluff Park, we're going to come to Belmont Shores. And Belmont Shores is kind of like a nice area of Long Beach. And I believe that's uh, where our co- podcaster lives in that area and um belmont shores when i think of belmont shores i think of the pier that stands there because 
when I was young, my dad used to take us fishing to Belmont Shores. And I just remember getting up and leaving the house at five in the morning. And my mom would make us little breakfast burritos. And and we would go over there and he would always bait my hook for him. I mean, for me, he would always bait my hook so I could I could fish. So I always get a little nostalgic when I go around that area. But it's a fun place to go to, especially in the evening. There's, um, again, with the rest, there's a lot of restaurants. There's a lot of shops. There's a lot of life happening there, especially on the weekend in the evening. If you go there on a Sunday, there's people who are going to be hanging out watching, um, like in the sports bars and watching whatever game is playing that day. And it's just a really cool atmosphere. Um, if you want to see what a beach city is like, then you definitely want to go to this area to go hang out in. Um, Belmont Shores does host the largest one-day annual car show on the West Coast. The what this car show is typically held in September. So for you car enthusiasts, if you're vis- if you're visiting in April, you have the Grand Prix. In September, you have the the car show that you can go to. They also have a summer uh, sea festival with about a hundred events. There's all kinds of things happening. They have sandcastle building. So a lot of times you'll see these photos, you know, people have Facebook or the emails and you'll see these beautiful, huge sand um, structures or castles or, you know, the, the different faces and stuff that people build. So if you go there, you'll be able to see that in the summertime. They also have free moonlight movies on the beach. And they also have boat racing. So there's lots of activity that's happening in this area. So I do recommend, there's a lot happening. There's more happening in Long Beach than I think people realize. And when you come out to visit Disneyland, you have that extra day, take advantage and come visit our beach cities. Because like I said, there's a lot happening. As you go farther east and you're going past Belmont Shores, you're getting towards an area um, that we call Naples. And if you remember in another uh, segment, I had talked about Venice and about the canals in Venice. Well, they have better canals in Naples, and these have actual homes on these canals. And these homes have little, they have watercraft. They have, I won't call them yachts, but they're definitely, you know, 19-footers and some decent-sized boats that people haven't uh, tethered to their in their backyards for them to go out in the ocean. So one of the cool things that they have in this area are the gondolas, gondolas that you can go and I think it's a reasonable price. You can go over there and you can either bring your own food and have a picnic in the gondola or they will provide food if you want to get the package with food. You can also get a gondolier who sings as gondolier. you go along. Gondolier, thank you. <laughs> who sings as you go along. And right now, with all of the uh, Christmas lights and the holiday lights that are out there, it's a really pretty time to go do this, especially in kind of romantic. You get bundled up and you ride the boat and have a nice little dinner with some handsome guy. I'll, 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 I'm, no, this is my fantasy, so this handsome guy <laughs> singing to you <laughs> as you go along. So they, you can have two people go, you can have up to 14 people go, and they have a little, like a low table. They're not, they could be small gondolas or a little bit bigger, but they're not huge. So they'll take you along. And they go through the neighborhoods. Um, Naples is kind of, it's built up of um, three islands where the San Gabriel River comes out. And so the boats go along these homes and everything when you go there and tell you a little bit about it. 
or you just go for the boat ride. So I do recommend it. I was telling my son's girlfriend about it and she looked at him and she's brought it up a few times. So I think <laughs> they're going to be doing that pretty soon, especially because she loves Christmas. And so, like I said, on, in Naples, if you're on a day of sightseeing and you've already checked out the homes along Ocean Boulevard with their different architectural style, then keep going till you get to a street called Toledo or Toledo. And then you go down it and you can drive up and down and, and see the homes that they have there. They're really neat or park outside the neighborhood and just take a little walking tour. They have a website that has maps uh, where you can do little walking tours of Naples. That'll be a lot of fun to go on. And also at this time of year, um, this is a great time to visit because they have the Christmas boat parade that goes along these canals and they have two types of boats. They have the large boats that go first and they have one route. They all start at the same place, but you have the big boats that'll go and they go in the canals and they go out into the, the, uh, along the shore and they go to that shoreline village that I told you about. So if you're eating at a restaurant over there on this, this, uh, on Saturday, December 12th, you'll see this boat parade go by. And if you stay around Naples, then the little boats come out after the big boats and they do their parade. So the streets close around 5 p.m. The large boats start at 6 p.m. and the small boats, small boats start at 6.45 p.m. So when you, um, I think that it would be neat to go over there, get a bite to eat, and then go strolling around, walking around until you see the parade. So you have that opportunity that's coming up really soon. Now, Besides the beach areas that I told you about, Long Beach also has this huge park. It's about 100 acres. Um, haven't found any poo. Well, I found poo in there, but not the one who were thinking about 100-acre uh, forest. But they have uh, the El Dorado Regional Park, and it's they have bike trails. They have walking trails. They have fishing lakes. They have ponds, duck ponds throughout there. They have an area uh, where people fly their model aircrafts and they also have a model sailboat area that people um, sail their little boats and stuff. They also have a little train there where you can do train rides on the weekend, pedal boat rentals and bike rentals for those um, who have that extra time where you just want to, you're more active and you like to do something. The park is located off of the 605 freeway um, and there is a parking for you to go there and they also have a nature center. And the nature center um, is on a little island and there's turtles and other kind of animals that you can see over there. And there's uh, those that island's connected by bridges that you could walk over. And the trail, there's about two miles that you can walk. So you're in the middle of the city, but you really feel like you're out in the wilderness without having to go very far. So El Dorado Park is less than 14 miles from Disneyland. It takes less than half an hour to get there. Um, and so if you're coming into the Long Beach Airport or the Orange County Airport before you go to, and you have time on your hands, this is a nice place to go. Also, we have Cal State Long Beach and they have the Earl Burns Miller Japanese Garden there. So if you're a person who likes to take photography and is looking for something, uh, a subject for the Japanese gardens, you can go to the this Japanese garden there at the university. It's free to go there and take the pictures. It's really, really pretty. And then we have a place of, um, a historical place here in Long Beach, and it's called the Rancho Los Alamitos. So in English, that's Ranch of the Little Cottonwood. So if you've heard of Alamitos Raceway, 
that's the little Cottonwood Raceway. And it's a historic place. It was once the location of the village of this, they're called the, I'll see if I can say it right. It's the Tongva Native Americans and the village, that, that tribe was the Povuunga. And they actually have some artifacts of the villages still there at this ranch. And they also have, um, it was over 25,000 um, acres and it's now 7.5 acres. And you'll see um, traces of the village and you'll also see the ranch, how people used to live um, back in the 1800s here in, in Long Beach. There's also four acres of gardens to explore um, that were done back in the 1920s and 30s and the restored working ranch barnyard from the early 1900s. So this is another kind of an interesting place to see. So Long Beach has a lot to offer from the beach, the shopping, um, beach activities that I was talking about, um, the canals, romantic gondola rides, as well as the parks that they have there to go see. And to get to Long Beach from the Disneyland Resort, the fastest route is going almost like you're going to the LAX airport, which most people wouldn't think, but you would take the 5 North to the 91 West to the, I know I sound like the Californians on Saturday Night Live, but you take the 5 North to the 91 West to the 710 and it's a half hour drive to get to Long Beach from Disneyland. Or if you don't, if you have to rely on public transportation, it's, it is going to take you longer because then you would take the Metro to downtown LA and then take the Blue Line from downtown LA. It's 22 miles. And it goes from downtown LA right to Long Beach. And that's the route that Nancy once told us years about where, right, when she went with Lily, when Lily was a little girl. But I definitely recommend going to Long Beach and, and taking in some of the activities there. It's, besides being really pretty, it's a fun way to see the ocean here. Very cool. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, I had fun, I had fun driving over there. Um, it's probably someplace I, it's Long Beach. I only live 15 minutes away and I should go there more often than right. I do go there. So. All right. Thank you, Mary Jo. Thank you, Michael. That is going to do it for the segment of the Design Unplugged. Be sure to catch all of our other Disneyland shows this week. And of course, we'll be back again with you next week. Until then, remember, Disneyland is always more magical when it's shared. Thanks for listening. <laughs>